What is up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Break the Ice Podcast. I am your host, Julia, and today's episode is the second part of the past and future tours with my good friend, Hensel, joining me. Now, we recorded it the same day that we did the past tours, but I decided to cut them into two episodes so you guys could hear our thoughts in separate occasions because it could have been a little bit too much listening to both conversations all at once. Now, if you can't tell, I'm a little bit sick, so um, it's been a rough couple of months, but I am hoping to get back into it. So um, I want to put a date for the Can't Swim, Fail You Again signed album uh, giveaway. I am going to post it one more time on the Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and all that good stuff for you guys to comment your favorite song, and then you will be entered to win the album. So the 16th of November is the last day. Noon Eastern time is the last day you can enter this contest guys it is sitting on my desk i am looking straight at it i hope you guys enter this contest i hope you guys uh checked out can't swim and all the bands that so far have been on this podcast um yeah so before we jump into the episode today um make sure you are following us on all the social medias on facebook we are break the ice podcast instagram break the ice podcast Twitter at PodcastBTI. And if you like pictures of your favorite bands, um, I have recently picked up photography. It's been an awesome last eight months doing it. I have Banff, I have Pierce the Veil, I have Emotionless and White, Miss May I, uh, I Prevail. Surprisingly, I, I have shot I Prevail. Um, if you guys want to check all those photos out, Escape the Fate, you know, they are on our Flickr account at Break the Ice Podcast, and our logo should come up. And if you want to get in touch with me, you can always, always, always email me at BreakTheIcePodcast2016 at gmail.com. Please tell me what you like, what you don't like, who you would like to see on the podcast, or hear, I guess, not see. And, yeah, I'll be talking about albums soon, guys. Trust me, there is a bunch of releases that I want to talk about, and... I am so excited to get on it these next few weeks. Anyways, here's my conversation with Hensel. Now we're going to talk about, which, by the way, hi, everyone. It's good to see you guys. Hi, Hansel. Hi, it's Julia. Been like five, it's been like five minutes, maybe, when we took our pause. Yeah. Um, but everyone else had to wait a week. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, so now we are going to talk about future tours that are coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we picked four. Uh, all these bands were, except one. Uh, two, actually. Three. Um are kind of new to the scene uh but the rest are pretty old school Mm -hmm. um we're just going to start with uh the first one i have look just like right in front of me right now which is the headspace tour issues volumes too close to touch and siler and i 
suck because I'm missing this tour. <laughs> You're fine. Oh, man. Okay, I'm looking one thing up about volumes because it might be important about what the Uh-oh. what the tour is like. But, yeah, that, that's an exciting, like, cool group of people. I could do that tour without volumes. I'd agree with you. I don't like <laughs> I don't their like new them. stuff. I don't like their new stuff. It's really um, weird. The only song I've ever really, really liked about from them is um, two songs, and I can't remember what one of them is called. It has the word worm in it. And then, and that was with their old vocalist, I mm-hmm. believe. And then the one they did with Mike Terry, which was uh, Feel Good. I like that it song. Feels it makes good. Me feel good. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I'm not going to sing it, but. Um, it's a good song, uh, but other than that, I can't. I I mean, Siler's bad. Siler's I, I don't care what anyone tells yeah. me. They're awesome. Uh, Too close to touch is another band that I love so much, and I hate that they cannot bring their A game performance wise. Not the instrumentals per se. Vocal. You're not the only person uh, who said that too. A lot. Yeah. Uh, but. I will still support them because I love them. Yeah, they are a good so band. They're um, laser-focused, locked in. They know exactly what they're doing and how to do it. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Um, and then, obviously, the headliner, which we have talked about in the last episode, oh, Issues. Yeah. Uh, I'm all about it. And I know a lot of people don't like them lately because of their new sound I was like, say, fuck honestly fuck them. Sound is like, awesome. no that's it, it's i understand it's kind of hard to appreciate a band that claims to be metal go into some like sounding like they do and i'm talking from the perspective of you know the people who are old school are like metalcore's gotta be metalcore like it's fine i get what you're saying mm-hmm. i on the other hand like this band is just like on the cutting edge of shit all the time their sound is always the new shit Headspace came around the corner like out of nowhere and was just like, here's how pop metal should mm-hmm. sound. And like, it can exist and sound dope. And like, man. Oh, it sounds. They, yeah, have, they like, are the great. Best they are sound. awesome. I, I could. I Tyler Carter is so talented. And and they're so talented. Yes. And, Michael and Bonner's they're screamers, great. too. God. Those, talk about he legends, so too, though. Good. Like, Tyler Carter's been around for a long time at this point. Um, same with Michael Bond and their 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 screamer. Um, that's gonna be a good tour, man. What do you want to talk about? Uh, the only thing that I want to know is, do you think this tour is going to flop for oh. these bands, or do you think it's going to oh, make them fuck go? No. This is gonna be the best the tour change. for all of those bands. This is like a turning point for them. I'm not kidding you. And it's it's because I think like so we were too. talking about in the last episode a little bit. Three of those bands have recorded with Eric Ron to some capacity. Issues did their vocal production right. with Eric Ron, which means that he helped to write the melodies with Tyler. And then Siler did their latest record with Eric Ron. He co-wrote all of it with him. And then Too Close to Touch just put out their new record, or not so new anymore, but their record um, that was recorded and co-written with him. And they also just put out a new single, Leave You Lonely, which is, or something like that, I think. It's a great song. Um <gasps> Another Beautiful. heavily Eric Ron written song. Um, so that's, it's like when that first got announced, all of those bands were like, haha, it's the Eric Ron party tour. Like, because they've all know that they've played or that they come from the same <laughs> place. It's pretty cool. That 
cohesiveness to the sound of the night right. is going to be big for that. Like it's going to make it so that you go to that show and if it's what you want to see, you're going to leave satisfied because that sound is so mm-hmm. reminiscent among all of them. Yeah. Um, except volumes. Volumes might take you out of it, but that's okay. Like some people could dig them. I just haven't found a way to enjoy their music yet, but that's fine. Yeah, it's going to be dope. Um, Their newer stuff is what throws me off with volumes, with the stuff that they've released. But other than that, I mean, if a lot of their stuff were to sound like feel good, I think that they would have a lot of potential in this in this category of uh, bands that they're playing with. Mm-hmm. But because they sound so different in their other songs, I don't know how it's going to go for them. But I agree that this tour is not a flop for them. Nah. So, I mean... When you think about it, too. I think that's what... Oh, sorry. Yeah, what? Go ahead. When you you think about it, it's cool because you have the poppiness of Too Close to Touch and Siler, like their hookiness, which, and then you Mm -hmm. have the gentiness of volumes, and you put those two things together and you get issues. So it's kind of like those three bands are a pretty good warm-up, now that I think of it. I'm okay with volumes being on that tour. All right. (laughs) I'm okay with it, too. I just, I don't know how... I, I don't think it's going to flop for any of these mm. bands at all. So I think that's like the one thing that I want to see. Um, we're going to run through these pretty quickly uh, because it's only four tours that we're talking about. Um, I just want to know if you think this tour, these tours will flop or gotcha. not flop. So the next tour that we're going to talk about is the Graveyard Shift tour with Motionless and White, The Amidity of Affliction, Miss May I, and William okay. Control. And I'm all about it. Um, I find it very, th- I feel like this tour is very divided, where it's Miss May I and The Amidity Mm-hmm. Affliction, and then it's William Control and Motionless and White, like two very diverse bands. And two other very diverse. So, what bands. is William Control so like? Do I think this tour? Hmm. Huh. I'm trying to it find. Says the that it's dark wave music, electro pop. I think it's like cool. electro pop. There's no screaming. Lots of synthy mm. shit that I can get down with. Um, which I think is a good segue for Motionless because they have uh, synthy mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, but I don't know how that ties in with Miss May I well, and the okay. Affliction. Um, so those two bands are like very typical metalcore, right? So like mm-hmm. they've been around for a while. Um, the Amity Affliction even like had like a big following for a minute, right? Like where everybody was like, wow, like mm-hmm. this band is tight and they're like so dark and their lyrics are so like relatable and blah, blah, blah. Um, right. So I don't know what happened with them. But I don't hear about them so much anymore. Uh, but Miss May I is one of those bands that we grew up with, and they were, you know, back five, six years ago. They were like the top of the se- yeah. Hey, Mister Times. Hey, Mister. They were they were at the top of the scene, man. Like nobody could touch them. And then they put out. I think it was probably at heart that ba- the album after, um, if not not at heart. Sorry, the album after at heart, which was I think Rise of the Lion, Rise of the Lion. I don't remember like hearing a lot of people liking that record. And I remember listening to some of the singles and being like, I mean, okay, I guess I get what they were going for. They like came to um, the radio rock, festival rock kind of vibe instead of their metalcore like roots, which disappointed a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Thing is like, 
some bands can really pull that off and like go off into that more rocky consumable right. realm and do it really well. I don't think that that's what Miss May I's talent was meant to do. You know what I'm saying? Like Ryan Neff, their singer and their bassist isn't going right. to be a radio singer. You know, their music isn't written to be like that. Mm -mm. It's written to be brutal most of the time. And like, they just don't catch that anymore. So it's very interesting to see them on a tour underneath somebody like motionless and white who like, you know, four or five years ago, motionless and white was still super popular but like they would be under Miss May I on a tour. They uh, yeah yeah, that's what I was about to say. Um, so their latest album I heard was a big flop, which is uh, the Shadows Inside album, and I went to go see that tour, and apparently uh, some people in the industry, and some people that I just know personally, friend wise and industry wise told me that that album didn't do so well oh i didn't even know it happened shadows inside that new album so that happened okay yeah dude yeah. oh man look at the charts yeah. so I, deathless the one after rise yeah. of the lion like like rise of the lion was their peak they had a they came out on 21 on the u.s mm -hmm. charts then which is pretty impressive and then uh deathless went to 49 and now shadows right. inside debuted at 176 that means that listen like to get 100 to get onto the Billboard 200 Damn. with your first week sales is pretty awesome. That's like a feat within itself. But that's to say that a band that used to be gargantuan right. like Miss May I on their first week of a new album only sold like maybe 3 or 400 copies. That's what that says. And that's pretty nutty because you're talking about like mm -hmm. local bands that have a following and are touring like can potentially sell more in their first week than that. Right. And that's just to say that, you know, it goes to show right. that a band is, that has lost its touch a little bit, lost its touch, like is now kind of grasping at straws and are on a new record label, Sharp Tone, which is supposed to be good for bands nowadays. Um, like I've heard a lot of great things about them, but I guess this right. band's just done, man. Like if they're not even, that means that next record, they might not even make the 200. And if a band can't break the 200, it's not making money oh. anymore, you know? So oh. why would they do it? No, it's 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 not a diss. It's like they probably say oh. that, you know? Oh. So do you, okay. No, no, it's not a diss at all, but it's like a good thing to bring probably. up. It's like, They're probably going to try one Ms. more May time. Does this mean Miss is over next album cycle? No, I mean, probably. Mm -hmm. and And I don't want that. Because I love Levi's voice, ever, and I know a lot of people who do. Yeah. But if you can't, and what do you, what does that say up, about the fact that like all their records on Rise like, were at least in the top fifty on their first so, weeks, and like the second they leave Rise Records and try to do something better, they're gone. Maybe they're gonna have to restart. That could be another thing too. Who knows? Yeah. Well, and and another thing is not only. It's the tour order. Usually it goes by an order, and it says Motionless and White, The Admittedly Affliction, and then Miss May I. Which Ooh. you would think Miss May I would be before, but absolutely They're before not. the Amity Affliction? Yeah. Wow. Okay, well. well. And then William Control, obviously, is opening. Mm -hmm. um, so do I think this tour is going to flop? I don't 
think so. I think this might help this may I mm -hmm. because motionless and white has a very diverse crowd that's open to listening to just about anything because listen to motionless and white's new record. It is so diverse mm -hmm. in every track and it's really hard for people to, to, especially their fan base is willing to try new things. Yeah. So I think this is a good thing for all these bands on this tour. So I don't think this is going to, it flop. might be miss may I, I hope this helps. Yeah. It might be miss may I trying to dig back into their, uh, their metalcore audience. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I have to listen to their new record after this. <laughs> I'll tell you, I'll let you know what I think. You have to. Yeah. Let me know. So do you think this tour is going to, um, who's the first band? Oh, it's, it's William control. Um, that'll be good for him. Miss May I, if they're not, if the audience doesn't respond to them in this market either, because, you know, they've been trying to bring it into a festival market instead, and that isn't working clearly, mm -hmm. then I don't know. Maybe it might be a flop for them. Maybe it won't be. Let's see what the audience thinks. Um, curious to see what they play, right. if they play any of their really old stuff. I'll let you know, because I'm shooting that show. Yeah. If they do um, apologies for the week, I'll like. I just like hearing "Hey, really Mister" cool. all the time. Um, I don't care. The crowd goes insane every time. That would be also pretty cool. That would be nuts. Uh, the Amity Affliction is—I don't know anything about them, honestly. Besides what I like now, I mean, I know their old music. I know how they used to be popular. I don't know what they're up to nowadays. And um, then obviously, so maybe this it'd be is good for, good for Motionless because and Motionless is like still killing it. If they're still headlining their own tours that are bringing out a bunch of people, that means yeah. that Motionless is still doing it. And that's yeah. pretty impressive. Good for them. Yeah. Somehow. Uh, the next tour that we're going to be talking about is this tour odds me out, not only because of the poster that they've made for it, but the way the lineup is going. So it's I Prevail is headlining, and then it's The Word Alive. Mm. We Came as Romans. And opening the whole entire thing up is Escape the Fate. <laughs> yeah, man, that's an interesting bill. This All bill right. was, I think, made to help these bands in a way get the, the fans back that they used to have that are now following I Prevail. That they alienated, yeah. Because I Prevail took on a whirlwind of fans that these bands had that nobody... And, the, and I know a lot of people stopped listening to The Word Alive after Dark Matter came out. We came in Romans were like shut down for a while because their drummer left and then Escape the Fates last album was not the greatest. So, um, ah, man. Yeah. So in my opinion, this tour is to help them get to where they were. Do I think this tour mm -hmm. is going to flop? I honestly do not know. Because <laughs> uh, this can go yeah. both ways. Um, mm -hmm. So, oh, escape the fate, man! What a what a thing it is to see a name like that at the bottom of a of a bill. It's sad. Like, I when we were growing up, man, escape the fate. Like when I was like twelve, thirteen, the shit? those they were the it guys you know like everybody listened to escape the fate and it was edgy and it was the cool, guillotines man you know the guillotines like that was back when ronnie radke was in it man oh um yeah they they nobody cares about them what are they doing anymore i don't think i'd forgot they existed honestly honestly like, that latest album was just 
it had some good songs, but not enough. Yeah. I feel like they went such an opposite direction that I was just like, what the fuck just happened? Really? And and I'm just like wondering what's going to happen to Escape to Fate next. Um, I mean, I feel like the we can assume the worst. If they I'm going to look at their their stats now too, their sales. Um but I was looking up like the word alive and stuff too. Um man. And then we came as Romans. I think this is going to be a good thing for them. Yeah. Because they're putting out their new music and a lot of a lot of positive reaction over that new single that was released. Oh yeah. And it is pretty good. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, their new music's and dope. Then the word alive um they did overdose and then uh, another single that they did um and they were just odd singles to hmm. me and then they had luke their drummer leave and then daniel their bassist yep. leave which i never expected that to happen never mm-hmm. so that kind of throws my head off as well with the band and not to say I don't love Telly or Tony or their new drummer. Um, I just, it throws me off a little bit. I hope that they're going to survive. I don't know. And this is why I think this tour was mm-hmm. made. Okay. Um, with them, I think, like, they were doing a lot of the things, like, a lot of things right at once. So back when After Life Cycles happened and they brought on Luke Collins, um, they were a relatively popular band still, and they could do their thing, you know? And Luke Holland was gaining a ton of hype for his drumming um, by his, like by himself for a while. So them bringing him on was just kind of like a perfect meetup. Like, they were both rising in popularity at the same time. It was cool. And Luke did bring a really unique element to the band in how rhythmically driven their music became for the next two records. That was yes. cool. Um now that they've done that, like more power to him for leaving. It makes sense that he did because he wants to become more of a touring session drummer anyway. There are a few people that he looks up to that do the same thing. So I. And I think that not to be rude to the word alive boys, but I felt like Luke was. He was too good for them. Absolutely. That's 100% true. So like he just needs to do a different thing now. And that's fine. They, I think, are past their heyday. Their last record didn't do as well as Real did. Real was, like, the big culmination. Again, making good decisions. They went to record with Cameron Mizell, right, as, like, Cameron Mizell was, like, at the peak Mm -hmm. of his popularity as well. So, like, everything was right for that record, and that's why they got, you know, top 50, and I think they were 34, actually, on the release for that. So um, it'll be good for them. It's, again, still interesting to see a name that was mostly at the top of the scene and mostly headlining things for a while be under I Prevail of all things. Like, I have only listened to the... Yeah. Which I don't I understand mean, I how understand. people like that. them. They're just a very specific type of sound. They, they've, like, taken uh. everything that has been popular in the past 10 years and meshed it all together. And that's why people are, like, either super into it or just, like, see through it and are like, okay, well, move on. Like, do something else. Um, but it's super popular now. And I've listened to a few of their songs. They're not bad. I just won't listen to it a lot. And now they get to headline these shows with these crazy veteran bands because they have all of the fans that those bands let go of when they were starting to write new types of music. And... 
it's just super interesting to see, man. Like we came as Romans is probably going to have the best time on that tour because they're going to be they're they're I'm not going to say this is a last ditch effort, yeah. but like it was definitely them saying, okay, what we were doing wasn't working. Let's try something else again. And so if this new music is good and the singles do sound good, like the people that go out to see I prevail are going to be like, Oh my God, we came as Romans. Who's that? Which is a crazy thought because, Oh my God, that band was so big back in the day. So I think it'll be cool. I'm not going to go see it, but I'm going to be paying attention to the music that those bands are putting out. Tell me how it is. I'm going. (laughs) So all these tours I'm going to, because oh, I'm man. going to shoot them. Um, I am going on behalf of We Came as Romans taking pictures. Um, so that's awesome. Where is it again? It is at Ram's Head. And oh, then dude. I got Ram's Head, and then I have to go to the National as well for this. Um, we'll see how it goes. I, I man, don't know if tickets. this is a flop <laughs> tour. Okay, I got you. If, if you're serious, I got you. <laughs> we'll talk. All right, go on. We'll talk. So I don't know if this is a flop tour or not. I, mm-hmm. I have to see what happens. I think it'll I have to wait until I see what happens. Yeah. Um, I think that's fair. Okay. So I think that's fair. Okay. This is the last oh, this one. One's I'm gonna excited be fun. to talk about this, this one. Fun. This one's the last one because no one expected this one. And this is the reason why we decided to do this topic. So a band disappeared for about a year or two mm-hmm. after releasing their last album. Um, and the singer decided to do his solo project, which I think sucks. No, no, no hate whatsoever. I just think it sucks. It's not something I think he should be doing. Um, and then their guitarist as well is doing stuff with his now wife, uh, which I haven't listened to, so I can't really give much judgment. Um, but they are coming in hot. And my news feed is coming in hot with a lot of news from this band. It is Blackville Brides. Um, and then another band that is always had has their name in in either a good or bad way with uh, leaving lead singers and then bullshit from an old singer and then having their l- old singer come back and it's just crazy rock and roll <laughs> old school bands asking Ooh, yeah. Alexandria um, and then opening this whole entire thing up which is so odd is Crown oh, the Empire. This is the whole th- reason why this podcast is going on because it's this so tour is interesting, so weird. Man. And all about it. And and I don't mean it weird that I don't expect these two bands to be touring, not at all, mm-hmm. because they've done it before uh, when they were baby bands, uh, if that's the correct word to use, when they were at their top A game where everybody was wearing their oh my god t-shirt from asking Alexandria, they were wearing their knives oh, and yeah. from Blackville Brides, like yo. Would you believe it if I told you that walking on campus literally yesterday I saw a girl saying an or with an oh my god shirt like an oh my god asking Alexandria shirt? It was me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that would be. I I wouldn't be surprised, but I was shocked. I was like, you're walking around here with all these normal people wearing that shirt. Interesting. Interesting. Like, so this <laughs> I like tour, it. this tour though, we have to get into it because not. It's surprising not because these bands are touring together. It's surprising for the reasons. Mm-hmm. Recently, Ben, the guitarist for Asking Alexandria, and Andy, the singer for Blackville Brides, uh, did a movie called American Satan. Uh, no one, you put it 
pretty well together saying that this was long coming. I didn't expect it, but the way you put it was probably the correct way. And mm-hmm. with both bands dealing with so much bull crap in their past, I'm sure that this is their way to get redemption, to see where they can stand because these bands were no longer relevant for a while. Mm-hmm. Nobody, everybody made fun of asking when they had Dennis because mm-hmm. the black was terrible. And then Blackville Brides, everyone hates but still tends to love. I don't know how. It's so interesting. Is this? Yeah. So for me, I'm just going to put it out there. I think this tour might flop. Oh, man. For Blackville Brides. Okay, fair enough. Um, I'll give you that one. For the rest of the bands, it's going to work pretty well. Yeah. But for Blackville Brides, I think it's going to flop. Only because... Blackville Brides demographic fans are still 14-year-olds, and then once they reach 17 or 18, they get over them. Yeah, is that still, like, are there still really young people listening to Blackville Brides? Is that who they appeal to still? Yes. What? That's crazy, yes. man. Yes, I, I am in a Facebook group for them that their age group does not go over 21. It's very rare if it's someone That's over. crazy. Cool that they're still doing that. Mm-hmm. Um. All right, well, let's start with Crown the Empire, man, because I, listen, I like these dudes. Um, I have ne- I haven't always been super into their music, but I like them as people. I um, Fun story mm-hmm. I have with them. Back when I was a sophomore in high school, I there was a moment, not a moment, I would say like a good six months to a year where I was a promoter, a music promoter, online and both like booking shows too nearby. Um, so one time when I was doing online promotion for a few people, Crown the Empire actually came across my page and what we were doing. I was like running it with like Mm -hmm. three other people. Um, And they had this show that they were trying to get onto um, in Texas because of who, I don't remember who was opening Mm -hmm. actually, but they just wanted to be on the show. So they came to us and say, Love you, Texas. Yeah. <laughs> so they came up I just have us. to throw that out there. Fair enough. And uh, they asked if we could promote them to get them onto this show, basically. Which, for me, just meant going and contacting the promoter of the show. Something that they probably could have done on their own, but I guess I don't know why they didn't. Um, contacting the promoter and being Laziness. like, this is why this band is cool. Put them on the bill. Um, and I did that. And that show ended up being the one that their scouting person, their scouter from Rise Records, was at. And so after that show, oh, they shit. got signed to Rise. Um, so they owe you big time. I don't even know if they know who I am, honestly, at this point. But like, Bitch low key, they kind of owe me a little bit because <laughs> um, they're huge. Low key, um, man. Oh, yeah. um, I've watched those guys grow up. The, like, what I wanted to say was that back then. Even then, I could tell that they were going to do whatever it took to get popular, which is respectable in its own mm-hmm. right. The hunger. They had the hunger, yeah. So, Which none of these bands, besides some of these bands, have. It's, it it's, it yeah, doesn't it has happen to, it's anymore. A, it's a very specific formula and like combination of things that have to exist in a band for it to blow up, is what I've noticed. So like Crown the Empire was one of those bands. They had the image down. They had the... Like, when... Post hardcore was huge with the big like giant breakdowns. Like they did that for an EP, and then you know metalcore was big with the big concept album. They did that for an album, and then it was still big, so they did that for an album again. Um, and then they like before that they had their guitarist leave and start to just write for the band instead, so that they just had somebody who was can 
like in charge right. of their sound and made sure that it was as concise and consumable as possible. It was genius. And then they started noticing that rock metal was more popular. So they did a record of that. And now with the departure of their screamer, um, I'm interested to see what happens next and how they sound live with Leo, with Andy, Andy Leo I taking about up to all say the vocal that. responsibilities. It's going to be pretty cool. I, I saw, sorry to interrupt, but I You're saw fine. Crown the Empire with uh, Good Charlotte and Less Than Jake, which is an odd tour. What? <laughs> That's a crazy bill. Three very different bands, right? But um, Andy brought it. Cool. Uh, like I, like we were just talking about, they're still hungry. With all these things being thrown at them, with their members leaving, their screamer leaving, they're still hungry. I still, I feel like they're so hungry that they're willing to jump on any tour. And so they jumped For on example, a tour. That good Charlotte. Yeah. And they jumped on that tour, and That's now they jumped I, onto a tour with Asking Alexandria and Black Veil Brides. Like you, t- you're telling me they're not gonna blow this up. This is gonna be good. This for is them. them trying to reach and like retouch. Again, this whole tour is all three groups trying to touch the younger fan base again. And so this is Crown the Empire saying, we did the maturing thing. We grew up with you, teenagers who listened to us when we were trendy. Like, now we're going to go back and see who's still with us from that age and see what we can do with that. So I'd be interested to see mm-hmm. what they do. Um, I think it'll be good for them. Asking Alexandria, man. Um, they're an interesting... <laughs> uh, you know, everybody listened to them at some point. I love uh, Reckless and Relentless. I still fuck with that album often because the production on it is Joey Sturgis, right? When when Joey so Sturgis good. was at his best. And that album sounds so good. So I listen to that whenever. Um, and then From Death to Destiny was them trying to say, we're going to grow up. And then it didn't work, except it kind of did. It got them into this like butt rock scene in the festivals where people actually like kind of dug it for a minute, <laughs> but it completely alienated all the fans that they brought themselves up with. So then Dennis left because not Dennis, sorry. Um, Danny left because Danny he left. didn't want to do rock and roll anymore. He wanted to be a country singer and, you know, had his quarter life crisis or whatever. And then they picked up this dude, Dennis <laughs> Stoff, And Dennis is a complete dickwad. Who's like, like his, History was just things fail when he's in them. Not things fail, like things, he abandons things. So like Make Me Famous happened and they put out an album and it was good and people liked it and then they broke up because he didn't want to do it anymore. And then he joined Down and Dirty while he was in um, Make Me Famous. And he was like, I want to make this group big instead now. And then he did that for a second and then they never actually took off. So he left and then he did Asking Alexandria for a bit and he there's so much drama revolving around him and that band man like there were times where people accused him including danny um accused him of lip-syncing some of danny's stuff because he couldn't hit it live and so danny's lawyers had to send a cease and desist so that they would stop because that's his property so like that was really interesting and then there was the whole Mm -hmm. like guest vocal scandal where dennis didn't do guest vocals for a band that paid five hundred dollars Pay people. Yeah. Um, and so took all around, money. not a great guy. And then they put out this album, The Black, which you don't like, and I I totally get why. Um, I thought it was okay. Like, it was, and critics kind of said, like, said it best. They're just like, this is like a pretty straightforward metalcore album, and this is just asking Alexandria saying, we could still do that if we wanted. And that was really it. And then. The lyrics were weak. Oh, they're awful because it's this, you know, 
East European dude who whose lang like second the language is were English. Terrible. Yeah, he doesn't speak English as his main language. They even tried to yeah, I I agree that they tried to hit the like that their old sound. Yeah. Um and it kind of was a song that they had like that uh like uh that drinking like not the American average kind of trying to hit those kind of lyrics. Yeah. And I was like this is shit. Yeah. This was terrible. Because nobody wants to hear that anymore. Live with him was terrible too. So like I can't say anything good about it. Yeah. Sorry, I have it's to fine. Put my it's fine. It's fine. I um, I'm with you, dude. I only listened to it maybe twice. Again, only because it was Joey Sturgis, and I wanted to hear what Joey Sturgis could mm-hmm. do with the band, uh, in 2016. It sounds good. Um, and then Dennis left because he's a I don't know some kind of diva superstar apparently, and um maybe has issues, drug issues is what I'm hearing rumblings of. I don't know. Um, and they might have owed people money. Who does he remind you of? Yeah, uh, well, yeah, Johnny Craig, except not as talented. Um, <laughs> exactly. That's what I was going to say. He reminds me of Johnny like, Craig, but not, not as talented. Not a quarter of as talented. Anyway, Asking Alexandria is now with Danny again. And that's pretty cool. I mm-hmm. I feel like that was kind of Danny said it best. Like Dennis was keeping his seat warm was what he said. Like he would be back. He just needed to do something else yeah. for a minute. And the band needed to exist without him for a second, too, so that he could come back eventually. And I think that this album that they put out is going to be good. I think it's going to be good musically. It's going to be a culmination of... It's that awesome. single is yeah, amazing. I think that they're going to have this perfect mixture of like radio rock and metalcore root, like because they understand that they need to combine both to make all of their fans happy. And so that's exactly what they're going to do. Danny's never sounded better. I always thought mm-hmm. that he was a great vocalist. I am surprised pleasantly every time i hear something new of his because i remember how good he is um like as fun as it was to make fun of those dudes back in the day or whatever like i've always respected them for their hustle and like for the fact that they've always been on the top of the scene and i think that they might be going back up there now uh black veil brides nice dude um i listened to their (laughs) one song that everybody heard and one other and that's all i've ever listened to by them but yes that one yes that one but also uh knives and pens uh, when yeah, that's a tight, that's a tight song. Uh, back when, you know, back when scene shit was trendy, like I was into it, but only that song. Um, I don't even know what has been up with them since then, to be honest. I just know that they exploded and like have stayed exploded forever. And now their lead singer realized that even if you're in a big famous band, you can't make a living off of being in a big famous band. So he's doing a solo project to get money from that. And he's doing the movie to get money from that. And like, I don't know. It's just interesting that now after doing those things and consciously watching him try other motives of income or modes of income, sorry, um, Mm -hmm. that he's decided, okay, it's time for us to come back and make another record again and see what happens and go on tour again and see if we still have our fans. And they will. Like, I don't know why I don't, I've never understood it just because I haven't listened to them, but like they just have this alluring spell to them that they capture a huge audience, no matter where they go them and asking they're legends that have somehow stayed on top or at least like have been dethroned, but like still remain to be legends as they are. And now that asking is back with the original lineup and black veil brides is doing its thing. 
combine that with a, a hungry band like Crown the Empire, you're going to get like a successful tour. And you're going to get a tour that actually propels all three artists into three very distinctly different but sensical directions. I'm very excited to see that. So you don't think it's going to flop? No, I think it's... I think despite the fact that we can see through it completely, I think that it's going to be a great tour and it's going to be super successful. Okay. I agree to disagree. Everyone has the right to their own <laughs> opinions. Sure. Um, so, I mean, that's the last tour we're going to talk about, especially because that's the whole reason why this... this podcast surged yeah uh, they all just have to they don't they just have to feed off of each other's energy it'll be great yeah so i will let you know how these two tours go so yeah uh thank you so much for sitting down and talking to me for about good two hours (laughs) about these past and and current and current up and coming tours that are coming yeah no problem Um, so we're gonna end this podcast with two songs this time um I'm going to pick one, and then you can pick one. So out of the current tours that are right. going on, and I already know which one I'm picking. You first. Um, it's not the new. The, it's not the new asking song because I'm gonna open the podcast with the new Dope. asking song. Um, but to close it out, I really, really, really want to close it out with a too close to hey. touch song. I haven't been myself. That's a song. Because it that is a. Oh wait, song. you mean um. So I'm closing it out with that. No, I haven't been myself. It's off their, uh, not their latest, their. Wait, the album's called Haven't Been Myself. What song is it? So what's the. What I Wish I Could Forget. It's the one that says. What I Wish I Could Forget. Yes. Sorry. No, because that's like the main lyric. Yeah, it's the main idea. It's because he says that. Yeah. So yeah, Haven't Been Myself. My bad, everyone. I'll cut it out. (laughs) Yeah, it's uh, What I Wish I Could Forget. That's a good song. Yeah, so that's the one I pick. So what are you picking? Oh, man, I was going to go back to that tour, actually. Um, <laughs> uh, let's go. I, You know what? I can dig the dudes in Crown the Empire. I think that if you're a fan of theirs or the music that has that they've made in the past and you have a relatively open music taste to rock music, like their music is really good. The new album, Retrograde, is really good. Um, I love Zero. Okay. So zero. go out with Zero from their new record, Retrograde, Crown the Empire. Good track. Awesome. So we're going to end this podcast with a thank you so much to you for being here. And we're going to end it with Zero by Crown the Empire. And then what I wish I could forget by... <laughs> Uh, too close to touch thanks everybody for listening to me ramble (laughs) with my thanks for having me man it's been a great time thanks for listening y'all yeah so um peace out everyone bye
so I can sleep.